Red button's on. It's time to go. I'm in a great place. I'm in a great space. This is Talking Tough. If you don't know what this is, it's where I just shoot the shit, say my thoughts. You got that out of the way. I'm in such a marvelous place. I just said that, and I'll explain. Clarity. Whenever the air is clear and you have psychological air above you and you can think and somebody gives you the space to breathe, it feels awesome. It feels amazing. It feels like you just unlocked something. And as I lick my lips because they're chapped, I feel like I unlocked something. I'm at peace, man. I haven't been in a place where I'm just taking it easy in a while. I put so much pressure on myself to figure things out, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a live show, whether it's my life, whether it's a business, whether it's relationships, whether it's interpersonal relationships, that's kind of the same thing. But I'm the type to put so much pressure on myself to know it all to the point where today I literally wrote a whole list of things that I need to learn. And I usually don't use anything for talking tough, but right now I'm going to go and use it because I think it's essential to look at my life and just say the irrational things that I think that I always have to learn and know right now, not knowing that in life, if you're listening, that there's certain things that you have to go through. And when you go through them, you grow. Like the saying, you grow through what you go through. And one, I'll think relationships, I got to know this. I got to know this. I got to know this business. I got to know this. I got to know this. I got to know this. At a coffee shop today, after the gym, I go to a coffee shop every time because I like peace. I don't know why. I have a whole setup at home. I have a desk. I have uh, another monitor. I have things that I could be doing on this desk, but I take my black ass to a coffee shop. Why? Maybe because I'm one of those people that just likes to hear other people in the atmosphere, smell the aroma of coffee, but know that if I drink coffee, I'm going to have jitters because I have probably on an empty stomach because I probably didn't eat or I just worked out, sweated a lot. And now I'm jittery, shaking, literally looking at my hand shake because that was a thing today. And I felt sick and weak. So I had to go buy like a protein bar, eat it after 30 minutes. I felt good. Anyways. I feel the need to go somewhere else. And sometimes when you do that, it's like an unlock. Creatively, I like to put myself in different spaces to think differently, to take on whether it's the voices of other people, their conversations to stick with me. But sometimes when I'm studying, when I'm reading, when I'm in the real nooks and crannies, is it? Whatever. In the depths of Whatever I'm doing, I do like to go to those places for some reason and shut off, not pay attention to anybody. If somebody little bumps my little table, I'm looking at them sideways because, bro, you can see I got my headphones in, my hoodie on. I'm trying to lock in, especially if I'm in Java House, which I go in Mansfield, Texas. It's cold. Spit it out, ugly lad, boy. It's cold as hell in there. It's like Antarctica. And my boy, the owners are always there. Somebody need to tell my buddy, bro. It's not 109 outside anymore. <laughs> like you could turn the little temperature down. I think, I don't know. Is that protocol? If you know, let me know. Anyways, I'm in there. And if you're like me, there's times in your life where you just want to unlock or lo- not unlock, lock, lock the hell out, shut everybody out and focus on what you're doing. 
I always get to that point every single week. And some weeks it's hard to lock in to shut everything out because you have so many ideas and people and you want to be a, a great person, a great friend, a great son, a great leader. You want to be somebody for other people, but you also want to build what you're doing and you also want to stay true to yourself. So it's like, did I start a podcast to be overwhelmed? No, I have a choice to be overwhelmed and it's me on me for the process every day to make sure I'm organized more than ever because when God takes you to another level and gives you more responsibilities, it's on you to actually bring something to the next step with you, which is organization, a plan. I always say this, but I always share what I deal with on a daily and it's actually beneficial. And we influence each other. It's influential to hear somebody go through the same things and conquer them. Uh, let me backtrack a little bit and say, face them or speak about them. Now it's on the doing. And I'm to this point of wanting to hold myself accountable, holding each other accountable. Is there a way to do this? Somebody, if you're listening, if you know a better way to connect each other so we can hold each other accountable on the things that we want to do. Maybe we make a big WhatsApp group or Facebook group or something that the things that we want to achieve me as organization, making sure, okay, business wise, I got this nailed down personal. I got this nailed down relationships. I got this nailed down, like holding us accountable of the things that we say we want to do. It helps us become better versions of ourselves. And once you see it's like a team, or it's like a workout in the gym. I'm hitting this set. I see that little bad chick walking by. You think I ain't going to pump out this last set? You crazy. You're crazy. It's intrinsic. Something in me. Obviously, I know I have value, intrinsic value. I hold that. But if she watching me do these reps, I'm going to push it out. Something in me is going to motivate me to push another step. Accountable. It's a method where we can almost hack ourselves. I hate that hack word because it's trendy. A hack, oh, a life hack, or this, shut up, boy, it ain't really a hack, it's just doing it. But, I don't know, psychologically, it's like, when you have a cohort of people doing the same things that you're doing, and staying true to that every single day, and trying to stay accountable together, it's a step in the right direction. So I literally wrote out all the things that I want to learn, and I literally just said, learn this, learn this, learn this, and I got to blurt it out, learn this. Because even to the point of me speaking, I read and I listen and I study people, how they speak, public speaking, whether it's their cadence, the different words they use, like just to not use like, not use filler words. I did this. I did. I read this thing. And. I'm actually going to do it right now. I'm ADD. I talk and I go all different ways, whatever. I'm going to do it now and I'm going to time myself on a random topic. I'm talking to myself. Okay but I should probably give you the rundown on what it is. Okay. To be a better speaker, the challenge is try to go one full minute without using any filler words. Filler words can be like shit. Uh, that's not one people use, but so all those like, and for, but whatever eh, is that similes? I don't know. Anyways, no filler words. I'm going to say a topic right when I push one minute. Let's do the topic. I promise I didn't just think of that. Nigeria, go. One minute about Nigeria. This is easy. I'm a Nigerian. 
I am the child of two Nigerians. That makes me a child of immigrants. I grew up in a beautiful household, a very strict household when it comes to academics, leisure time, personal relationships, finance, you name. Christianity, religion, same thing. Not really, but it's all together. I grew up in that household. And when I did, I noticed something to this day. That the values that I got from my household back in the day stick with me now. And one of those values I would love to talk to you about is perseverance. It's courage. It's strength. It's having the fight to live another day. My parents, they traveled here when they were in their late 20s. I think. Fill a word. Stop. It's not I think. No, it's not. Anyways, we're not using that. 26 to 28. My mama came over here and she stayed with her brother. She told her little brother, hey, I'm in here. I'm starting a new life for myself and I'll work in the chicken shop. Fast forward, she becomes a nurse. Fast forward, my pops come over here and he becomes a pharmacist, a pastor. And we at the 130 minute mark. I think that was filled with filler words, but you get the point. Try to test yourself if you're listening. Try to test yourself, go a minute without any filler words and then progress. I don't know. You can let me know if I used any filler words. Anyways, I challenged myself weirdly, whatever. It's fun. But I literally said, learn copywriting. Number one, copywriting is, I want to do a article, not an article, a blog, not a blog, a newsletter, kind of the same thing, because I tweet every single day and I've been tweeting every single day. Hashtag talking tough. This is what this is in not tweet form and spoken word. But I tweet every single day because when I came back from Germany, Germany, spit it out. When I came back from Germany, I know that I had the passion to get out all that I had inside of me. And I knew that it wasn't just for myself and my friends. I knew that I had a passion and a dying gift, last gift in me to give to the world, to influence, to encourage, to uplift people around me in my circle. And even, this is a sidebar, if you're not watching the video, obviously you can't know this, but I just look down and even to the fact of just like locking in on a camera and when I go to the gym, looking people in the eyes, I hate when I'm saying something so deep and so much or so much depth to me that I look around. It's almost like you're not confident in what you're saying, but I'm dead confident in what I'm saying. And sometimes the negative voice, the mind belief gets you to fall off track and makes you feel that there's no credibility behind your words. But it's on you to call that out like I did and to recognize that opening up and being vulnerable about what you go through in your life and the trials that you faced, the tests that you've took maybe over and over and over and over again, staying vulnerable and open up and opening up the door to your life makes you strong, makes you bold, makes you courageous and makes you a leader because you're doing something that other people wish they could do. And they're finding inspiration from you, even though they don't always tell you. I go back to the point that I had in making a podcast and doing a blog and doing a newsletter is what I want to do. Because I started tweeting every single day, hashtag talking tough to implore 
people to look inside themselves and don't look out there, retreat inwards and figure out why do I think this way? Why do I feel this way? How can I challenge myself? How can I overcome my negative voice through practical little snackable bits every single day? And so copywriting is something that grabs your attention from the posts that I do on social media, the short form clips to tweets, to every facet. I want to be able to draw somebody's attention quickly for it to translate and for it to turn the tide in their life, for it to actually help them. How do you take and get somebody's attention to the point where if I'm scrolling on Instagram, I'm scrolling on TikTok or Twitter, anything that I stop at that I just like, ooh, that's pretty good. I notice like, okay, why did I stop at that? What about this? Was it the text? Was it the hook? Was it the way they came in? I'm studying that. And in my way or another, for lack of better words, I do that with copywriting to the point where if I see something written well, I will literally mimic exactly what it's written because it's like putting up jump shots. It's like reps. The more that I do it, the more that I do it, I see what good writing looks like. And that's why every single day I write. And I said every single day I write a lie. I got back on track because I was in Lubbock. And I was doing this and I was doing this and it was just hard to write something meaningful. But when you write, it's so impactful. Writing is so impactful. It helps you. And for me, I literally write on the top of my book. It's in my backpack. I'm not going to pull it out, but I write to figure out what I think. I write for clarity because as you write it, you get to piece something together in your spirit, in your heart, in your mind. You get to figure out and you can interpret from a different lens and you feel it. Try it. I don't take my word for it. Just try it. Anything that you're going through, try writing it out. Anyways, I said, learn copywriting, learn project management, because with all the projects I'm doing and everything organizing it. And when you bring on people, it's so much easier when they already know exactly what it is and how your process is. Because right now, if I say, okay, can you edit my podcast? Can you edit my clips? They'll be like, okay, I'll do it. Obviously, give me some bread. They'll do it. And they'll do it in a way that I don't do it. For me, it's like, wait, maybe that would help if I get out of the way and let them do it. Or it will help if they knew how I did it and they add on to that. How will they know that? Having a process. That's something that I also want to learn. Learning business systems, learning photography, learning short form clips, learning interviewing, learning presenting. It's important. Anything that you're doing, even if people think, oh, you're a good interviewer, you're doing it well. I think I asked the same questions. I think I asked a lot of the same stages. If you listen to any of my interviews, it's always from childhood and they'll go to this and because I'm when I do it and part of me is like, what else do you want to ask them though, bro? Like, I feel like I stay curious and I'm really intentional about learning somebody before I go and have an interview with them. I don't care about the trendy names. And now I'm changing to a fact of I used to be stubborn and say, I don't want the big names. I'm going to prove that I don't need the big names. And this is the journey within the climb, man. I don't want the people that's already at the top. Like that's easy. I, I want people to know the, the unheralded stories, the, the people that came from nothing. And, but thinking of that, it's disrespectful and it's a slight to those people that I think got there because they're on a journey within the climb of where they're trying to go to. And so now I'm looking at it from a different lens of, okay, your ignorance is holding you back from reaching new people. And it's not because of you. 
it's not vanity at all. I have a passion and a dying mission to help over, I say a million because it's good if you're going to pitch this to people, help a million people overcome their negative voice. Obviously, I want to do a million, but I want to do millions. <laughs> and I'm dead serious. I'm going to do it, overcome their negative voice, whether it's a thought, whether it's they change a, a perspective, whether they just get something different. I want to showcase that you can actually do so for the masses. How do I do that if I don't use the people that are in my circle to do that? And so part of me is, is changing. I definitely am changing in, in the fact of, okay, when I get an interview, when I get somebody and I break down their story, how do I become a better interviewer and not just listen to respond? I pride myself in doing that already, but I really want to fine tune because you know what just happened there on a talking tough is that I stepped on the extension cord, you know, the cord that holds everything together in place and you know, the mic went off. So how about I get my big foot off the cord, take off these ugly berries I got on. I said berries, they're Crocs. Baby blue Crocs and do the interview. I said interview. See, I'm all over the place, but you know, <laughs> anyways, I just want to get better at all the areas of my life. And it's tough when you want to do so, but you don't know where to turn first. How do you set the priorities on what makes sense? And the wrong way I feel like I hate saying I feel like it's a filler word. The wrong way is to focus on the urgent things. A lot of times the urgent things aren't always the most important. And if you look at your day, your week, they're only urgent because sometimes it's procrastination. Like if you're negotiating a new deal, you're supposed to do this X and you didn't do it. That X is still there and, it, and it's just getting closer and it's closer and it's closer and it's closer. And then you have a, a tiny lens to where you see your situation and you can't involve yourself in anything else because you want to zero in on this one thing. You can't even be creative. You can't tend to your relationships because you want to do this in the most efficient way possible. You're so focused on being efficient in doing X. Because the deadline and you're in survival mode and you're trying to do X, not knowing that the relationships around you, they don't go off efficiency. That's not how people work. It's about effectiveness and how you're effective with communicating and being an impact in those people's lives around you. And it's so crazy because it has me in a place where that's his that is a challenge. And I say it all the time because it's still my challenge. If you had a podcast, you'd be saying the same challenges too. Hopefully better challenges, but I'm at peace this week because I went back to my original process. I always woke up like, you know, and I speak to my Lord, my God, but I'd be lying if I said after that, the time that I read the Bible, I was rushing. Like, okay, I got to go to the gym. I got to do this. I got to do this. That's why sometimes calendars, I'm just like, throw out my calendar because the calendar is good. And when I left Amazon, I miss having a calendar and a structure to how I did my life. 
obviously I've always gone to the gym and doing some things that way, but I knew exactly time stamped how many minutes, 30 minutes to an hour meeting or this, this. I knew how to plan, plug and play my life. But when it comes to time with the author of tomorrow, my God, my Lord, I always had that mentality of, okay, I got this 20, 10 minute segment to read this scripture. But then when you read it, you don't get the depth and the concept or the context of what it actually means. And then you're writing down so much that you don't even go back to listen or read what you wrote down. And so it just goes and time goes, days go, weeks go, and you retain nothing because you didn't have protected time to actually read and study what you went through. This week I said, mess bump all that. Literally I'm on do not disturb slash reading mode the whole day. And after I worship, I get into the word. I wake up. It's like an hour, 30 minutes later. I go to the gym. I go to the coffee shop. I bring my black ass back home. Actually a lot. I go back to the gym. Then I bring my black ass back home on Wednesdays. I'm lax from the gym because your body has to rest. But whenever you have that protected time to learn, to read, to see, and it reveals, you can reveal the character of who my God is, God is. And you can really just sit there. It's like, dang, what the hell am I worried about this day? When I see the character and I trust his character and I trust in him, there's a lot of times we say these things anyways, but do we live by them? I live by them, but it's, I don't know. It's faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. You got to hear it and hear it and hear it. That's why a pod is so good. Even with people saying similar things like I do all the time, because you got to hear it. You got to hear it because when you hear it, and you hear it, you start applying it and you start applying it to your life and making sense of it yourself and having a, a strong grasp on a concept and you start living in it. It's easier to understand once you hear it and your environment, your headspace is clear because as soon as, let's say you got 10 minutes on there, oh, I got my God time. And then the rest of the day you're on IG for hours. Like <laughs> what's going to shine through? <laughs> like, there's... There are certain things, certain times, certain moments that are so precious in our life. For me, it's my morning time where I'm fresh. I just came off a little nap, little nap. I say a long nap, caught some Z's. I'm wide eyed. And honestly, it's the most vulnerable time because it's like, all right, what do I got for today? Who do I? And the first thing that strikes your attention, that's what you latch on to. Why don't I latch on to something that could hold me? Something that is fortified, has the ability to pick me up in anything that I'm going through, in anything that I don't even realize that I'm going through. Because a lot of times I'm worshiping, I just start shedding tears. Every day I shed tears for some reason. But a lot of times I'm worshiping and I just start shedding tears. And I can't tell you that I can articulate what I'm going through. And it's not even that I'm just going through a tough time. It's like, dang, like it's a tangible presence around me right now. There is something outside of this tangible world or this tangible every day. And there's something outside of this 
thinker that we have. A lot of the times we try to figure these things out in our head. <laughs> oh, why did this happen to me in our head, in our head, in our head? And you get tired, you get exhausted, and your mind really beats the hell up out of you in that moment because you're trying to figure it out. And it doesn't make sense why they said this and they did that. And why don't they like me? And why don't they care about me? Not even my parents, not even my friends, not even my acquaintances, only the people that don't really know me, pay me respect and say things. And then they don't say it all the time and they say it sparingly. So it's like, who actually cares about me? Who actually loves me? Everything is conditioned, conditioned. It's all conditional love. Who actually loves me? Because they're always leave an asterisk on their love. What is love? It's not just a feeling. Love is an action and it's an ongoing action. And who treats me the same regardless of how I act? You get in that headspace and you're trying to figure out, plug and play all the X's and O's. You're trying to do it in your head. And a lot of these things, most of life, (laughs) you got to figure that out in your heart. It's your spirit. It's a spiritual thing. And when, when I wake up, And I lean my life to him and I lend my life to him. I raise my hands. I say, I can't do this without you. Oh, Lord, I stand vulnerable. I'm humble before you saying, I don't know what to do today. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how to know. But I know that you gave me the ability to know. But it's not through me. It's through you. And be with me. Speak to me. If I'm having challenges on, okay, who should I bring to Texas Tech with this idea and who should I go out and reach out to for this? Oh, tailgate. It's a, it's a good tailgate. And, and what should I do with this podcast? How can I make a website? And how can I make a logo that people like to wear? Not just my little pretty face, but it's not scalable. How do I do these things? How do I make the clips? How do I get an editor? How do I build a team? How do I spread this to the masses in a way? You're not supposed to write down everything like I just did. Learn this, learn this, learn this. It's good to know what you need to know or what you think you need to know. But the first thing I need to do and the first thing I do and I try and I got it lock in. And this week I've been so grateful that I've been doing this. (laughs) Seek ye first the kingdom and all that will be added. He's going to add all them anyways. And when you look back on your life, if you're listening, it's the same. There's things that you didn't even know that you needed to know. And when you got to the place of, dang, I didn't know I need to know this. Who helped you know that? A lot of these things can't be just chance, coincidence. I don't agree. I don't believe in that. My belief in my knowing is that the author of tomorrow has ordered my steps. And it's on me to clear the space, <laughs> prepare the way and walk through. Because as I walk through, I'm becoming a better version and seeing different facets of myself that I didn't know before and impacting more people because I'm so lockstep with my purpose. (laughs) Purpose is such a buzzword, but when you're walking in it, when you're feeling it, when you just are attached to it, because if you know me, I don't care about the feeling. I hate the word feeling and I'm starting to be more lenient, but feeling who cares about feeling? It's like, man, I don't feel like doing a pod today. I don't feel like writing today. I don't feel like showing up. And t- when you start a business, a business is to serve people, to serve the needs of people, to outreach and to touch people and to give them something that they will use for their life. It's solving a need. <laughs> 
did I say any feeling that goes through starting a business? What feeling got to do with it? I was called here. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't matter if I feel it or not. I was called to do this. So I'm going to show up every single day. What, what's feeling got to do with it? And so I, I think that a lot. And there's a part of that where it's like, give yourself grace and to know. But uh, I don't know. I, I just come from the aggressive nature of nigga, do it. <laughs> it don't matter about feeling. You are honoring what's inside of you. You are honoring your gift. If you say Ugh, to the way you feel and you show up every day, you're honoring that. And honoring that gift is one thing, but knowing, truly knowing your gift is another. And knowing comes from asking. And it's only asking that man above. I talked a lot the phone or a stream or the mic cut off, but this is talking tough and I shoot the shit. Bye.